I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. There's one thing that is so unique about Christian faith is precisely in that commandment, new commandment, to love one another as I have loved you. St. Paul today in that first letter, in that second letter to the Corinthians, which is our first reading, what he speaks to the Corinthians about is he's inviting them to be generous, to love others, especially the poor, in particular for the poor in Jerusalem, poor followers of Christ in Jerusalem. And so he knows that the people in Corinth are quite, quite well-to-do. It's a poor city. It's a rich city. So there's a lot of resources there. And he wants to invite them to, to be generous, but he doesn't want to offend them. And so he's kind of trying to say, you know, those who were people in Macedonia and people in Achaia, which is Greece, uh, they were quite generous. And, you know, some of them had to give their gifts out of their need because they were not as well-to-do. And so he's trying to encourage them to be generous. And so there he is because he doesn't want to push them on one hand, but on the other hand, he wants to invite them because part of being a Christian is sharing your gifts, love one another as I have loved you. Christ has loved us in such a way when we were especially when broken and poor and need that he extended his hand. To be a Christian is to God ourselves, to go out of our own situation. It's not me, me, but it's taking a closer look at our life and says, what could I do to, some, to help somebody else? And then that is exactly what St. Paul says. He says, now, now as you excel in every respect. So he's congratulating them. He says, look, I know you. You, you have excelled in every respect in faith and discourse and knowledge and in all earnestness that you are serious and that you are, you have possessed the gifts, the ability, and in love you have, and in, in, in the love we have for you. May you excel in, in this graciousness also. You have this wonderful gifts that God has given you. And I say to you, not by way of a command, because he doesn't want to force it. Generosity, love cannot be forced. As you know, it's, love cannot be forced, no matter how we look at it, even if we have the right uh, and, and, and the right to actually expect from people. Those who have more, we have expect from people to, to let go, to forgive. We expect those who are, you know, especially those who, you know, um, are more faithful, at least visibly faithful, than we expect from them something greater. So it is not by way of command, but to test the genuineness of your love by your concern for others. How do you care? I just want to, literally, he says, I want to test you how love, how much you love. Of course, you know, maybe this was maybe not the best way, but for you, know the gracious act of our Lord Jesus Christ. For you know that, that how much Christ has loved us. And, and that for your sake, he became poor, although he was rich, so that by his poverty, you might become rich. How God has become one of us, became a servant, a slave of all. 
God who is beyond ability to even grasp the richness that he had, and yet he allowed himself to be like us, and even more so, even lower than that, he did not cling on to divinity, he did not cling on to his power and right, but he wanted to show us in a human way how to love. And so this was that first reading. And then our gospel today, as we can hear Jesus, who is teaching uh, like a new Moses, he's giving the, the, the commandments again for the, Mount, the Sermon on the Mount in the Gospel of St. Matthew. So there he is on the hill preaching and teaching and bringing back the commandments that were given by God to Moses, to his people. And the Lord takes these commandments as he said at the very beginning, I have not come, come to abolish the law, I have come to fulfill it. Even the smallest letter of the law will not be removed because all that which was given by God to his people in, in, uh, on Mount Sinai in, in, uh, to the Hebrews as they left the land of Egypt, the Lord trained them, called them to, this, to live out this new way of life, live according to commandments. And so the Lord explained to the people of God, uh, to, the, to his people in the Old Testament through Moses. But here Jesus comes and he speaks of not abolishing, changing, but fulfilling. And what is that fulfillment? The raising to a higher level. As we read every day, yesterday, thou shalt not kill, and, and, and all the other ones, you know, even, even we cannot hate, we cannot, we cannot look at this in disregard of another. And then here today, the Lord picks up that commandment, and that commandment which is essential to the, to the understanding of us as being Christians. It's essential how we understand ourselves and how we are to be. You have heard that it was said, he speaks to the people, to the Jewish people, to the people of the covenant. You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Loving your countrymen, loving those who are close to you, loving those who work for you, those who are in a sense help you. And of course, hate your enemy, those who are attacking you, those who are disregarding laws, those who are taking advantage of you, all those things. But the Lord says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. It seems to be like, okay, Lord, I don't know what you're saying. It's so hard to love someone who has profoundly hurt you. It's so hard because emotionally we are all, you know, all, all filled with, with, with this type of cloud over us that we cannot see why can we do it, why should we do it. We, we demand justice, even if it's just eye for an eye you know, the most benevolent type of justice, that there's, we don't take advantage of someone more than they have hurt us, as, as, as many of those who lived in, in, the, in the early uh, world, and especially today too. You know, if you, are, if you are a dictator or so, somebody offends you, you wipe them out. Immediately, you kill them off. You know, so, so this is not for an eye for an eye. So eye for an eye was the most benevolent because it was truly only so much that would limit the injustice to just that. But here the Lord says, no, you pray for those who persecute you. And why? Because that you may be children of your heavenly Father. That's the invitation, how to be a child of God, how to be a man or woman of God. And this is what makes, makes the difference. The difference is that we are able to, 
to forgive, to let go, even if we're not able to do so on, uh, because we're constrained by powerful emotions. At least we say, Lord, you help me to forgive. And even if we can't even say that, saying at least to the Lord, Lord, if I could, I would ask you to help me, if I could, which means we give completely uh, a, a totally honest response to God because we do hear him, but I'm not able to do that. So you, if I were able to, I would ask for that, which means that we see from us, from within us, that goodwill. And now the Lord says not only that we'll be children of, of the Heavenly Father, but, but how does God, the Lord does? He says he makes his son rise on the bad and the good and cause rain to fall on just and unjust. He gives blessings to both, blessings to those who are evil as well as blessings to those who are good. It just seems to be kind of unfair. You know, why, why, the, you know, and, and you know, you, you remember the books sometimes written, why, the, why good things happen to the evil people, the people who are bad, why are they, and why we don't sometimes receive all the blessings of those who are just, those who are good. They don't seem to always be rewarded fully on this earth. But now the Lord says, continue. But if you love those who love you, what recompense will, will you have? Which means that if you love your enemies, there'll be a great recompense, great recompense. And what is that recompense? We shall see in heaven. We shall absolutely see it. God will give all those who live this way of life. He will give them reward that we is absolute cannot be, we cannot grasp, and that will last for all eternity. So, so it's not something that that is um, you know just limited to a particular action here, a particular grace here. And then he continues. The Lord continues. If you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the Gentiles do the same? And then the final statement. So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. That's the summary of, 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 the, of the commandment. I give you a new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. And in this way, you will be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. Father Seraphim, who used to love this quote, he would always say, you know, how can we attain this perfection? How can we attain this perfection of being perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect? He would say very simply, be merciful as your Heavenly Father is merciful. And being merciful, we can. And by being merciful, which is actually a manifestation of, of God's love, and if we are merciful, then, then we shall be perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect. Because otherwise, the word perfection, we're not exactly able to see it very clearly, not, a, not able to grasp it that clearly. What does it mean, perfection? Should we walk like this, that we're perfect? Or it's obviously we know that it's not the case. Should we you know, recite long prayers? Well, it's great to pray, but prayers alone will not do it because it is it is the actual love manifestation of, of, of the love that God desires. And so even in a, in a diary itself, we say, you know, the Lord says, first of all, uh, you know, uh, the thought, merciful thought, meaning regard for somebody else, prayer, and then act as the, as the three way of, of performing the acts of mercy. First of all, it is this thought, second prayer, and then, and then act. 
with deed of mercy. And then we cannot, if we cannot manifest it in deed, then we have to pray for the, for, the, for the people, pray for your enemies, or pray for those who persecute you, just as Jesus says. So the perfection is actually in, in being merciful, taking care, concrete way, loving in a visible way, doing good. You know, the, the, the perfection of love, if we say to say, uh, love does not require commandments. Because you, know, you want to, if you see somebody hungry, you just help them out, give them food. If you see someone who is, who is, who is naked or, or poorly clad, you want to give them something to cover themselves, and so on. If you see someone sick, they can't help themselves, then you help them to feed them or take care of them, whatever it may be. There's no need to come up with great laws because the perfection of, of the commandments is that everyone knows what, lo what is a loving thing to do for whoever. God gave us the ability to know, to judge, so we don't have to stretch ourselves. On the other hand, I see and how many times we hear confessions. You know, God has given this great privilege of receiving reconciliation, receiving forgiveness for the times we are not able to be loving, for the times we are not able to, to be merciful, for the times we are not able to, to assist. Many times people say, I could have done this, but I didn't. I could have done it, but because I was lazy or I was upset of someone, I, I, was, I was not able to do it because sometimes I just get so preoccupied with whatever I have to do. Or sometimes people say, I know I saw this poor man or on the street, but I was so afraid that he may hurt me. So I don't want to even talk. I don't want to look in the face because just in case it will harm me. So all these things which are within us, and God knows those things within us. That's why we have to say, Lord, you have to help me overcome my limitations, my fears, my worries. Or what will happen if I call and all of a sudden that person starts yelling at me, which happens often. You didn't call me for such a long time. Now you call. Why are you calling me? Why? Why? What's your, what's your angle here? You know, and, and all those things that may come up is because you know they're wounded and sometimes we have to out of humility out of love we have to be humble and accept these vignettes of of being someone who's angry and upset with us or maybe not even us but they say you should have called me you could have called me but you didn't you don't care about me you don't care about my situation and you know and people people are that, that way but again once again human life is very complex it's very difficult it's not that simple. If it was that simple, that we wouldn't have so many self-help books. You know, look at go to a store, bookstore. You have all these books written on self-help, how you can help, be happy. I can do this. I can that. And people read those books and go through those books, and they still the same. They still remain the same, because you know it's just like you know sometimes diet books. You may read thousands of books on diet, and and it seems like weight keep, creeps up by its own. You know, and in the same way. It is, it is the, uh, the, the, that love that God has for us, but he wants us to be like him. So maybe then today, when we receive the Eucharist, is God's love given to us, God's very presence, God who comes to us, and he wants us to be like him, and he's able to make us like him, but he needs our yes to him. Lord, you help me, because God will never override our freedom. He respects our freedom so much that he will not override it. And so it is by asking, help me to be like yourself. Help me to live the new commandment of loving one another as you have loved us. And, and may we, through faith, 
and through the sacraments, through prayer, through works of mercy, all those things which are given to us, that we may attain that fullness of life, to be like you, to live with you forever. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.